0: my name is Miki. I'm Bailey. I'm Brandon.
1: I'm Celinda. And I'm Katie. And today we're here with two principals from the Francis Hall School District. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves?
2: I am Tim Shally, principal at Cosley Elementary.
1: I am Megan Beckham, principal at Warren Elementary. Awesome. And would you guys like to give us a little bit of like background information on yourselves?
2: Sure. I'm, uh, I've am been at Cosley for the past 11 years. I've actually been in education for a total of 18 years. I spent my first seven years as an elementary school teacher at Central Elementary. Um, my time in education has all been in Francis Howell. I spent seven years there. I taught second grade um, for the first two years, taught fourth grade for three years, and then finished at Central Elementary teaching third grade. And then I took a position as an assistant principal at Cosley Elementary. And I was the AP there for five years. And then I, um, the principal retired at the end of a year, and I was given the opportunity to, to be an interim principal for the year, and then re-interviewed for that position the next year. And so I've been um, doing that ever since. So it's been a great experience in Francis well. Um I'm enjoy, I enjoy I enjoy being a principal, and um, you know I'm I'm excited about the future.
1: All right, Uh, my name is Megan Beckham. I also have spent my entire career in Francis Hall. So I think I'm, um, I think we're the same. I think I've been for 18 years. I always have to think back. So this is my 19th year. Um, I started teaching at Warren. So something that's unique is that I've spent my, pretty much my entire career at Warren Elementary. So I was a fourth grade teacher there. I moved into the admin intern role. Did um, So I taught for eight years and then did the admin intern role for eight years. And then this is my um, third year as the head principal at Warren. Um, Francis Hall is near and dear to my heart because I've spent my whole time there. Um, and then also my children both attend Warren with me. So it kind of gives me the parent slash educator perspective that I have um, to look through that lens from both angles.
0: That's really amazing. I believe some of us here are actually going to be student teaching at your elementary school next semester, and that is very exciting. What advice would you give to student teachers n- incoming?
2: I think for student teachers, I think it's important just to just to dive into the work, uh, learn as much as you can from your cooperating teacher, ask questions. Um, I think it's also crucial to just be involved in just what the school is doing. Get involved in the school's culture. Get involved with an active member even though you're only a student teacher being active member of the uh professional learning community within your grade level that you'll be student teaching in i think it's just it's important just to to get in to be able to uh to teach to show kind of the all the the craft that you've been working through for the past four years at lindenwood and then i think it's also important to seek out feedback um, from your cooperating teacher from principals whether it's the building principal or assistant principals that can get in Observe, watch you, and then offer feedback. Um, you know, at the end of those lessons that you are able to give, uh, we have lots of supports in Francis Howell and at, and at individual elementary schools for um, our student teachers and for our first year teachers. And so, just soaking all of those that knowledge in, and then to be able to put that into practice, it just helps prepare you for interviews that come up, but then also just prepare you for what teaching is really going to look like when you. Get in and you have your own classroom.
1: Yeah, I think Tim hit on the major um, suggestions. I would echo all of those same sentiments. It's just so important for you to come in and just kind of figure out who you are as a teacher. And so you're going to have lots of mentors and models along the way. And so it's just trying to find what works for you. And so um, when you're in that classroom and you're going to be assuming the role of the classroom teacher, you're probably going to have a lot of the same classroom management systems and things like that in places that the current teacher but just be mindful of um, as you're interacting with other teachers and observing and all those different environments just to continue to build your bank of resources and different strategies that you have. Um, And just the only other thing I would add that Tim didn't touch on, I guess, would just be classroom management is just so, so important. And so just really trying to solidify your classroom management systems and being able to – you know, just kind of gain control of the classroom and make sure that you have that down solid first, and then the other components um, and instructional can come after that. Well, those are amazing answers. I am curious more on a <coughs> first-year scale, uh, first-year teacher, what are your expectations of your teachers? Uh, do, you, do the expectations differ between regular education, special education, and the different special categories as well?
2: I feel the expectations are the same, uh, for each of the categories. I really feel like as a first year teacher, when you come in, I think it's important to get involved. Um, I think it's important to be an active member of your professional learning community. It's important to get involved in just different things that the building is doing. So whether that's a committee to get involved in, or whether that's a, uh, to help plan events at school, it's just important to be engaged with and involved with what the school is doing. Um, you know, there's a lot on the plates of first-year teachers. You know, we're trying to learn how to, you know, how to set up and properly manage a classroom. We're learning curriculum. Uh, we're learning best practices for what that needs to look like when we're delivering instruction. And so that's the, that's going to be on the plate, but just soaking in and being a part of that culture and getting involved um, on a deeper level, I think just helps set, a fir- like, first-year teachers apart. I think it's so important um, to just be vested in your school and your community and, like, what it is that, where your building is going, and then just being there to support that mission and vision, and what that looks like in the classroom, and what that looks like within the community, and what that looks like with the culture of of the school building. Um, I think first year teachers are vitally important, an important part of the PLC process. I think sometimes first year teachers are maybe a little nervous to maybe say what they think or say what they're th- or how they feel or maybe experiences that uh, that you've had, but you're going to offer many veteran teachers, maybe a different perspective on what something should look like, whether it be an instructional strategy that you're using, whether it be how you're uh, connecting with kids and how you're like, what does your morning classroom meeting look like? And those types of things, how you're building relationships with kids. I think it's important to be an active member. So not just sit back. I think years ago it was, well, sit back, you're a first year teacher, kind of like, Feel out the team, but I do think it's important for first year teachers to just step in and like you're the teacher of that classroom. You're a part of that building, and you were brought in for a reason. And that you're there to show like 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 why like why you're here and what that looks like. And if you're living your why through that through that process and just being an active member of that grade level team, I think it's crucially important for first year teachers to do that and feel supported to do that.
1: I would just offer to kind of, I guess, take the question in a different direction. But um, as a first-year teacher, I think Tim hit on all of those things, I think, too. Just to be able to give yourself grace as a first-year teacher is really important. Um, I think student teaching and subbing and all of that prepares you, but there's nothing quite like having your own class or classes in the secondary level for the first time. And and you'll quickly find that just it's kind of all-consuming, and there's a lot to do. And so it's just really important is develop that network for yourself rely on your team ask all those questions and then just provide yourself some grace to know that you're not going to be perfect your first year Like Tim and I could both tell you we could look back to our first year and I always was like oh my gosh how did my students learn anything from me that first year because <laughs> you're you're just kind of in survival mode and so yeah. it's um I think it's just it's okay like he said I, I love the suggestion that he gave of like jump in and and you do have a, a voice and you are there for a reason and we want to hear from you and and for you to just to kind of establish your, your place and your role on the team and then um, just to kind of set some boundaries for yourself because, like I said, it's, it's all-encompassing. And so um, I can remember my first year I kind of set my, my time at, like, okay, at 5 p.m. I'm going to leave every day at 5 p.m. And you just have to find management strategies for yourself because otherwise you could stay there till midnight and work, work, work until midnight every day of your life, and we, that's not good for anybody. You're not your best person for your students or for your team when you're doing that to yourself, and so just to set those boundaries and establish those routines, or I'm going to pick um, one night. So on Thursday nights, I'm going to stay late, and that's going to be my planning night, and I'm going to knock everything out, so then my weekend can kind of be for me. And so it's just, as, as first-year teachers, I think it's, um, it's just that trying to find your balance and find your groove and, and find systems that are going to help you to be successful and not um, burn you out after one year because right. we want you to stick around. So, right.
2: Yeah. And I, don't be afraid to ask for help. I think that's yeah. that's that's a that's a hard thing to do because you're coming in, you were hired for a purpose and a reason. And I think as you get going, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And so we have people like a mentor, instructional coaches, principals that will be there to help and support. And so if there's a struggle, whether it be with a student or a or classroom management or just instructionally, like what that looks like do not be afraid to ask for help because i think that that's a that's not a weakness that's a sign of strength because you want to get better at and you're actively seeking out like hey i need this because i'm struggling with and i think getting that support early on maybe lessens the chance that you're that you'll hit that that wall or that burnout like we want to make sure like it's our job as principals to support all of our teachers but especially our first year teachers um, and asking for help is not a sign of weakness. Like we we need first year teachers to ask for help, to ask for support so that we can get in and provide that support.
0: And I really do appreciate what you guys were saying about building culture. I've noticed for me doing that and building a relationship with students and fellow teachers at the building I'm at right now has helped me tremendously. And I feel like it's going to set me up for more success when I student teach next semester. And another point I really liked was setting up a schedule that benefits you. I think that's really important because I can, I, I believe my stepmom is a special ed teacher and there can be a healthy imbalance of scheduling and you can overdo it and you don't want to overdo it. So I really appreciated hearing those points, but I wanted to backtrack a little bit. I wanted to ask you guys when you're evaluating student teachers, because that's a, a big thing I'm personally nervous about is you hear about it all the time. It's like, oh, principal's coming in to evaluate you and you got to be on your A game. And I was just going to ask you guys what some of those dynamic qualities you look for if you see a student teacher in a class and you're potentially thinking about hiring them.
2: That's a great question. I think, you know, I kind of go in with that lens of what I would go in for with any teacher. Like we have um, we have an evaluation, a tool that we use in, in Francis Howell. And when we look at that, you're, you're looking for how are you engaging the students? You're looking for what techniques are you using to get them to start to thinking critically about the content. You're looking for how you're checking in for understanding. So how are you formatively assessing their knowledge before you maybe send them off? And I think that's a, and how you're managing, how are you managing that classroom? Like how are you managing between transitions? Like if you're going from whole group to small group, what does that look like? Um, I think that's all critically important and it's, it's good to have, I think principals come in to evaluate student teachers and to look through that lens to offer feedback. The part of the evaluation project of the process is to be really responsive and to have that time to offer feedback so people can grow. And so if there's an area where you're not sure about, or if there's an area where you know, like, I know this is something that I've been working on, hey, before you come in, can you look for X, Y, or Z? And so that's going to cue us in on kind of what we do that with our first year teachers. Like, hey, I usually do like a one-on-one before I go in to evaluate with them. And I ask them questions like, what's going well? Where do you feel you have some strengths? What do you feel is a challenge? And what goal do you have for yourself? Like, what do you want to improve upon? And then when I go in to do the evaluation, I'm going to have that to look for. And so it might not have anything to do with the indicators that we're looking for but I'm going to at least have that. So when I go to provide that feedback to that first year teacher, I'm going to be able to say, Hey, you said you wanted to work on this. And here's what I saw. And here's maybe a next step for you. And so the evaluation project f- process for student teachers or for first year or any teacher is just to give that feedback and have that be an ongoing conversation. So teachers can grow. So I would say it's nothing to be nervous about. I mean, the, the, you, know, you you guys coming down and saying, hey, can you evaluate, will you be able to, can you evaluate me at some point this semester? Here's some things that I'm working on or, or really want to, uh, to get some feedback on. And then we come in, we're going to be, be looking for those things. And typically what I do with student teachers is I'll use our evaluation system and I'll just have like a paper copy and I'll go through and, and have that use that same type of system just so you're used to kind of what that looks like and how that conversation looks like afterwards when we meet with teachers.
1: Yeah, I actually just did this last week for one of our student teachers that's currently in my building, and and, and same. I used our knee indicators. Um, our first-year teachers in Francis Hall, we have those additional indicators, too, about just classroom management-type things and the way that you're able to um, interact with students. And so in addition to all those standards and those um, very formal things, I'm also just looking for, like, are you comfortable in the mm-hmm. classroom? Do you um, – I everybody's nervous, obviously, when you're when you're being evaluated. But do you have command of the classroom? Do you um, have that like authoritative tone that teachers need to use? Do you have the ability to redirect students in a positive way? Um, How are you interacting with the kids? Do you can I pick up on already the time that you've been there that you've kind of formed a relationship with kids and there's just a sense about teachers that you can you know you can just feel when you walk in that people this is something that's very natural for them or something that they're struggling with. And so those are just kind of the um, – in addition to the standards and things like that, mm-hmm. looking for those. Um, and then also I would just add that it is – it's about growth. And I think when we first started teaching um, long, long ago, we didn't have a system like this. It was met or not met, and that mm-hmm. was it. And so I always talk with my teachers that um, – we, we talk about how it's not a got you model, it's a growth model. And so we're not meant to um, – come in and tell you here's all the things you did wrong, but we're really trying to look for, I always am looking for like a glow and a grow. So like here's something you did really well, and then I also wanna offer you something that maybe you could tweak or change to, can, you know, to make your lesson even better, to include an additional instructional strategy that may help. And so it's just that time to reflect. So teachers are so, so busy and your student teaching is gonna fly by, and so just I think it is really beneficial to take that time to invite somebody in so that you can just have that open conversation around what are your strengths and weaknesses? And then you it'll give you something to work on with the remainder of your time left in your student teaching, something that you can focus your efforts on. Awesome. So I was just wondering um, what you think the biggest challenge
0: is for teachers compared to being in administration.
2: I mean, honestly, now I feel like, you know, when I was in education going through education classes, you know, you know, you got taught the content, what that was supposed to look like, what instruction was supposed to look like, and I think what they didn't teach you is that when you get 23, 24, 25 kids in front of you, all of those kids are going to be very different socially emotionally, and so I think now, like, that's a that's the priority. Like, we need to be able to understand where our kids are coming from each and every day, and I think as a teacher coming in, I think that is hard. I think – um there's a lot of great unknowns out there. I mean, kids are coming in with more trauma. Kids are coming in with just uh, their social emotional development. Um, you know, it's further behind that maybe kids were, you know, 15, 10, 15 years ago. And so when you look at kids today, the classroom just looks very different. And I, so I think that's a challenge when you have kids who are struggling social emotionally and you might have multiple kids that struggle social emotionally. And so, The relationship building, all the community building, all is going to play a part in ensuring that kid is going to be successful. And as a principal, you do work with through and you do deal with those things um, and you're there to support. um, But teachers are there in the moment. I mean, when those things are happening, they're trying to problem solve in the moment with kids and try and work through whatever that struggle looks like. And I think that's a piece when I was a teacher um, and when I was developing and becoming a teacher, that that we missed out on, you know, we didn't really dive into social emotional development. We didn't dive into what that looked like, um, and what that what those what those behaviors look like in kids, and what that could look like, and what the responses could be. And so my hope is that our teachers are being prepared for what that looks like and being able to come in and put some of those strategies in place. Uh, but I do think that's a challenge. I think meeting the needs of kids. Is hard and when that social emotional piece is lacking it isn't there I think it's very challenging
1: so I'll just add that same sentiment about the social emotional piece is just that as a classroom teacher um, a lot of our elementary teachers especially you're in classroom with those kids for 180 days all year long every day and so you're just it's hard not to get attached and um, and they just you know, it it just weighs on you. And so it just becomes, and as a, as a principal, obviously we have those connections with kids, but you're in the trenches with them day in and day out. And so the connections and the relationships that you have, it just, it sometimes takes a toll on you. And so again, it just goes back to that being able to ask for support and it's not a weakness. It's where we need you to focus on instructing your whole entire class. And so if there's a student or something that's challenging for you, we want you to be able to, you know, ask for assistance, ask for help and and it is, it's just that, it's all, um, what's the word I'm trying to use? Um, it's just, it takes a toll on you. There's everything that you do. It's. It's You're not just teaching them math or reading or history. You're teaching them how to be a person. You're trying to instill these life skills in them. And so it's just, it's a, a very big task that we're privileged to get to do every day. And so um, I just think that that's the major difference is just that, You know, that you're in the trenches every day, all day, and Mm -hmm. we're kind of a higher level managing all of the systems and supporting everyone.
0: Thank you so much for being here today and everything that you guys shared with us. I know that it was very insightful and we all really appreciate you guys showing up today and just thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. 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 Sadly that's all the time we have.